Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network. I'm Leah Wetzel. And I'm Mandy Nunes. And Mandy and I are here today to visit and and talk about, you know, seasonal circumstances, seasonal issues, seasonal things that we may that may come up within our lives being folks in recovery of behavioral health and substance abuse and we had a little pre-talk before we started recording just talking about how it affects us in our personal lives and I think it's one of those subjects that probably should be talked about more you know but it's only for that these seasons, fall and winter and springtime and summer, you know, the majority we're all happy and get enough vitamin D and um but definitely the days get get shorter, um, it gets colder and up here in Montana these extreme weather changes like we don't wanna get outside. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're tired. I just yeah. think about that. I I just feel like in the winter, and I'm not actually tired, but I'm just like, I don't want to leave the house. Yeah. It's cold. It's warm inside, and it's cold outside, and stark outside, and I just want to sit on my couch, like, wrapped in a blanket, and eat, like, you know, the filling, like, heavy meals that I probably don't need to eat because I'm not getting any exercise and it just becomes this this kind of downward spiral cycle of like the less I do the less I want to do yes and the less I do and the the more depressed I get and the less you know it just becomes kind of debilitating I think sometimes for a lot of people definitely definitely and pretty soon we're in that cycle and it's too late yeah you know yeah absolutely and I don't even necessarily recognize it I recognize it that's not true I recognize it I I don't recognize it the same way that my family does though I feel like they they see it um, in me. They recognize my my symptoms sometimes before I do, or before I'm willing to say it out loud. Maybe, yeah. And so th- my partner will usually say something. It takes her a little while though, because you know it's not always easy to like approach somebody that you know struggles with depression and anxiety anyways but she does eventually like hey 
you're like you don't want to go anywhere with me and you don't want to do this and you don't want to do that like are you okay do you need to see your doctor like so we went through that last winter and I was really grateful that she said something because I didn't feel good you know like I was I was okay but I wasn't okay you know right and it was like all right maybe I do need to have a conversation with my doctor and make a plan for how I can improve my quality of life mm-hmm. while I'm waiting for the sunshine to come back out and the weather to get warmer our lives don't our lives don't go on hold just because it's cold and dreary outside but it but it seems like it sometimes it does it really does yeah so this I think that's a beautiful thing I I agree yeah so this year I I decided to have that conversation with my doctor in advance so that's what I I had a doctor's appointment this week and we talked about my anxiety which we usually talk about and my medication and I've put a lot of work this summer and this fall into actively making choices for myself outside of medication to try and improve my quality of life. And that's important for me because I am in recovery from both substance use and mental health. And so I have to consider both when I'm making decisions. And I do take medication for my anxiety. Um, I take some that that I take every day that's not considered addictive. And I take, um, I have like emergency kind of medication for when I have panic attacks. Um, and that can be addicting. And so that's something that I had to really work with my doctor on and, and look inward to myself and discuss with other people in recovery and my family and figure out what my comfort level is with that. And for me, it's important that I am doing other things to try to better that situation, better my mental health around anxiety, not just become dependent on a medication that helps my symptoms. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, and so I did a lot of that work this summer, some of it because I knew I was coming to work here at Montana's Peer Network and I knew I was going to be um, having to do some travel and a lot of my anxiety can be around road trips and driving on the interstate. And so I went to a lot of therapy and I did EMDR and um, made trips, you know, with my family to see my comfort level and push myself a little further kind of all of that and so I wanted to be able to do something similar if possible um, going into this season I no longer am taking antidepressants for my depression Um, I discovered through through trial and error and some suffering that the antidepressant that I was on for a long time actually makes my anxiety worse. And so 
I haven't been on it for a while. And I've been doing well. But I know, you know, season's coming. Uh, yeah. Seasonal change affects me like that. And so my doctor and I talked about that. You know, how can I, how can I do things, make a plan to, you know, keep, keep my quality of life going. And we discussed the fact that I work from home, you know, working somewhere else where I have to actively go into the office and see other people. Like at least that gets me out of the house every day in the winter. Well, not every day, but every work day. And I don't have that now. And so, you know, my doctor and I discussed it and I'm going to make a plan. This, you know, is the season changes and gets colder and gets darker. Um, My partner and I are going to make a plan where we have commitments, make commitments, at least two days, nights, maybe more a week that require us to put on actual clothes and leave the house for a couple of hours that do not revolve solely around food. Mm. It can't just be, we're going to go out to eat. It has to be other activities, you know? I like that. I like that. And, um, you know, some of them should require me to be active, you know, like not just going to sit at a movie because, it's just like sitting at home. It's dark. It's warm. Is that really different than what I'm doing if I don't leave the house? And so things like bowling or axe throwing, um, stuff like that. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to see, one, how much I'm going to push against the commitments. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah like ah but do we really gotta go tonight so I'm interested to see that um but I'm also interested to see how much of a difference it makes if I'm making myself do those things because mm. I think it'll make a big difference with your relationships with yourself your relationships yeah. with your family yeah. And with others. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing too, is I think some of them have to be with other people. It can't just be like me and, and my partner and the kids. I think some of them will have to be, um, you know, the things that we do to build and maintain relationships and friendships with our peers, you know, like game nights with friends that are not at our house, you know, like bowling with friends axe throwing with friends meals with friends too you know all of that stuff because I think sometimes at least for me you know when you have a partner and you have kids and you kind of get into the like the everyday monotony of work and life and sports and parenting and it's really easy to neglect friendships and to try Mm -hmm. and get your cup filled at just at home and at work and the reality is is that if we're all just pouring into each other's cups uh, 
and we're not getting our cups filled anywhere else, we're not really filling our cups. We're just, mine will be half full, but yours is almost empty now. And then I'll pour some of them. So they're not really getting full at the same time. Right. I like it's, that. Yeah. And so I think it's important to or have some. Plan. Yes. Or it's getting flat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There needs to be some, you know, diversity in the people filling our cups so that we can all have fuller cups at the same time. So that's kind of the stuff I've been thinking about going into this season. What about you? Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for bringing up all those topics. And I just want to say anytime that I actually close my mouth and listen to you, (laughs) I learned so much and I am able to look at things in different perspectives. And I, I I just really appreciate that. I didn't think about it because that's, I'm kind of on the same boat. So since I got with MPN, I've always had seasonal depression. And we women are a lot more prone to that type of thing. And in my culture, in our belief system, we are the most powerful. Women are the most powerful. And we are, we are all interconnected, but as women are even more so connected to creator and the universe and and they call that time of the month that natural cleansing a moon for a reason and if you know all women in sync together we've been in jail with a lot of women it all goes in sync and there's a lot of powerful emotions going on you know yes can be used for the good or or the bad but but in any event um you know, we go into different cycles as we go into different seasons, I'm taught. And there's a reason reason why the, the bear hibernates and, and we want to snuggle up and, and, and eat and watch movies. And, and part of that's okay. But for somebody like me, who's got a very addictive personality, I have depression and in in my genes I have PTSD I have a traumatic brain injury I I got I'm complex I got a lot going on and so I too I have a psychiatrist that I've been with um since I've been in recovery and then I also have a psychologist and a counselor and who I just seen today a new counselor I've been through a few different counselors, you know, things change and they move on. And I'm actually in contact with the majority of any counselor or doctor that may have moved on. We're still in contact. But uh, this new one today, I just seen him today. Same thing, just trying to get ahead of the game. And it just so happened uh, it, it ended up literally right before the season start training or right in the beginning and he's a blackfeet man and and uh one of the my daughter's psychiatrist or my daughter's counselor thought it would be uh beneficial for me to start seeing this new counselor that started working with them and oh man he's he's amazing and he just made me really look at some things 
And also when you're talking about your past, you being able to look through a lens of like, wow, I went from that to where I'm at and now I'm leveling up other ways and growing other ways. And, um, you know, I was talking about since I've been with MPN, you know, when I got MPN last August, I was very active in my community. I was very active in our, um, you know, the sober life. They got stuff going on daily, um, basketball, volleyball, fitness stuff, uh, behavioral health stuff, family stuff, recovery stuff. And so I was involved in it. I was in their leadership committee. I was on all kinds of boards. And, um, you know, I had a talk with my boss and he's like, well, I think you should probably cut that down a bit and, and, you know, have some certain things you focused on. And so I stuck with the MMIP task force that I'm with. And so I get a bit of the volunteering in, but not, I'm not nearly as active as I was. My friends are constantly from there till now, I'm those things that you spoke about, just passing my cup around with, with you guys, with my family, with my AA people, with my Wellbrighty people, the people I work with. A lot of my relationships and friendships have been put on the back burner. And at times we can put ourselves on the back burner. Well, that's and the truth. And that's a big piece of why I went in there today. I'm like, I need some help. <laughs> I need some help. I'm struggling in these areas and I'm noticing this going on. And, you know, and I put on some pounds. And, and so those things you spoke about going out two times a week and, and not food, if that is that's good because that's what I, my kids, I'm like, all right, let's go do something. And it's always food. Let's go eat. Yeah. It's yeah. that way in my house too. Like, and I'm not saying that it can't involve food, but it, it shouldn't be the primary purpose, like the primary goal of the activity we're going out to do. Cause I can build my whole life around food, especially in the winter time. And that's when I'm the least active, you know, in, we, we do a lot of sports in my house. My daughter plays, you know, competitive travel soccer. My son plays baseball. My partner and I both are play softball in the summer. And so we have those commitments, right? And those are things that require us and our kids to go be physically active and outside and the fresh air and, you know, competition and friendships. And it kind of nurtures all of that stuff. But it's when we're the most physically active and winter comes and um my son might play basketball this winter we'll see I'm kind of hoping because I think that'll help get us out of the house too but but I'm not sure yet if he's going to but so winter we don't have any sports that anybody in the house plays and so I think that plays a role too but so when you're not active and and then you're like let's go out to eat two or three times a week and we're eating way different foods right in the winter than than in the summer 
and when we go out versus what we're eating at home yeah yeah it just Mm -hmm. you know and I'm I'm not you know this this isn't a podcast about weight of course you know but I think (laughs) everybody has but we're women right well and even men I think everybody everybody has their own comfort levels right with with their weight I if you look at Jim and I were talking about this the other day my my picture that I took when I was on the board of directors for MPN um, a couple years ago probably three years ago he he was looking at it he was like wow I didn't realize how much weight you'd lost and I was like yeah I lost a lot of weight um I used to be 60 pounds heavier than I am today really yeah I used to be 60 pounds lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm way more comfortable with my weight than I was. And your body probably hurts less. Like that's one thing I've noticed. My body hurts all the time. Well, I had some health stuff that I wasn't aware of. Part of how I, what helped me lose weight or me losing weight was a symptom of was when I, found out that I had celiac disease right so I had been eating all of these foods containing gluten and so everything in my body was inflamed and I was Mm. carrying all this water weight and I didn't feel good all the time and so changing my diet made a made a huge difference I I didn't like go out to intentionally lose weight um I I was sick and I changed my diet so that I would be less sick and the weight came off but I have plateaued now I like you know ping pong between here and you know 20 pounds heavier usually throughout the winter but I'm trying to not you know I don't like <laughs> if, if I could not gain that you know winter that Christmas 30 pounds you know it would be nice right right when you were talking about your kids with sports and things, my my kids do boxing. They they're in a boxing club here in Great Falls with uh Billy Wagner, Todd Foster, and my kids are like calling them Uncle Billy and Uncle Todd. Well, Billy's actually our our relative, and so I'm grateful for them being in my kids' life. My daughter, she's kind of straight away a bit this year. She's thinking about going back. What was it last last week? We had our our homecoming parade, and um, they did. It was on October thirtieth, the day for you know awareness September. of the resident. Or sorry, yeah, September September thirtieth. This might air by then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> September thirtieth. <laughs> I've been a month ahead, like all day since we were talking (laughs) (laughs) the day I even had the day wrong about the day that you know awareness for the residential schools and all the all the indigenous first nations babies that were that were found this is the day you know that's that day that we we make sound we bring that voice out and she got involved with with the parade they're not so happy because she uh she she has her own behavioral health stuff. She has her own anxiety. She has her own things. Yeah. 
but definitely, you know, and wrapping up, making a plan, getting ahead of it and, and knowing that you're not alone. There's absolutely, we're all out here struggling with the same thing, but our disease, whether it's because I too, behavioral health and substance abuse, our disease tells us that we're all alone, but we're not. Absolutely. We ask that you get proactive, get ahead of the game, you know, get a plan together, do what you think's best for you in your situation. And Mandy gave us some great, great ideas on, on how to, how to navigate with that. So thank you. You're welcome. And I would add too, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for professional help either especially if you are trying to do the things or even if you're not um I waited I I didn't have a plan in place last year and I did get to a place where you know my family you know impressed upon me that that my they could see my wellness was was not being taken care of and that my mental health was suffering and that does have an effect on my family and an effect on me and so I did have to go in and talk to my doctor and and ask for help that way and go see a counselor and stuff. And so don't, don't be afraid to do that. And don't be afraid to do it before you get, you know, so far. Don't, don't suffer for longer than you have to. Mm. Yeah. It takes courage. It takes courage, but man, it's worth it. If you can find some relief and relief can come in many, many forms. Well, you heard it there, folks. Mandy, putting it out there straight for you. And yeah, you hear you hearing it from two peer support from from Montana's Peer Network talking about getting their professional help. And and that's one person to my whole team. I always say it takes a tribe to keep an individual up. And, you know, that tribe evolves and that tribe um um, grows and changes and so yeah take that into consideration within your own own life we hope you heard something today that was helpful and you could take and implement into your own life you know and if you're interested in coming on the podcast get a hold of us on our website mtpeernetwork.org And until next time, have a good week. See you later. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. (laughs) Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.